Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. Wow, come on, can we give Jesus a great big hand clap of praise for every testimony, every life change. That was amazing and awesome. I love each of these stories because they're people right here from Abundant Life Church that shared their message. And uh, no matter the struggle or the pain you're going through today, if you fall into the category of everyone, then Easter's answer to pain is for you as well. Amen? What a great word today. Uh, Happy Resurrection Day. And death has been defeated. Amen? He is risen. He's alive. Amen? And we're so glad to have you here with us uh, today. Kristen and I want to wish all of you through all the rooms of our house today a, a very happy Easter. Easter does look different this year. We're able to be together in person. Hallelujah. Last year was a different story. Today's a new story. And for those of you that are here in person, we welcome you. And those that are joining us online on Clearbrook as well. But it's a great day. It's a great day to lift up Jesus Christ no matter what we are going through. And it's good to see you. There's some in this room today. I haven't seen you for a very long time, but it's great to see you back. I love you. Those of you that are here every week that are faithful, love you as well. They're so thankful for what God is doing in this place today. And what he wants to do and accomplish in our hearts today is really amazing as, as we get to come. But hey, before we get there, I mean, Easter, when we think about it, brings up so many things, but kind of just, uh, you know, I've heard it's been said that at Easter, you really know that if somebody really loves you, they give you a solid chocolate Easter bunny, that they really give you that. Um, that uh, now, for me, I like the hollow ones, but how many of you, how many of you like the solid chocolate Easter bunnies when you eat it? How many of you like that? There, there's a few. How many of you like the hollow ones? All right, there's more on the hollow. And so holler if you hollow, all right? So uh, today, all right, I had to just get that. And, and by the way, I just want to clear this up. Easter bunnies do not lay Easter eggs. Just checking you out. Did you know that? I mean, they don't love, yeah, some of you are like, no, really? Yeah, you need to look at that. But I love Easter for a lot of reasons. And um, one is that people get dressed up and they look nice on Easter. Come on, turn to the person next. You look nice today. I mean, come on, you do. You look nice today. You look amazing. And... um, But another one of them is because it's one of the two times a year I don't have to actually think about what I'm going to talk about. Right? I don't have to think much about what I'm going to talk about on Easter because it's a great day. And it's a day that's already been written for us. But God's waiting to write something new on your heart and my heart today. And so I couldn't be more thrilled and honored that you are here with us, with our team and to look at the accounts of the death and the burial and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ today. And uh, I love that so many of us were ready to celebrate. I could tell by the time you walked in the door today at church, you were ready to celebrate. You woke up this day, you were excited. A lot of us have seen Jesus, maybe not with our eyes, but with our hearts. And a lot of us have come to know his power and know what it means to be brought back to life again. 
this is our day. This is the biggest day for the church, and we're here to celebrate Jesus. And, and maybe that's what you're feeling around you today. And there are people here that, are, that have real convictions uh, about Jesus, but there are people here with real doubts about Jesus as well, and I welcome you. And I love today that, you know, it's not all about the emotion in the room. I love the feeling in the room. I always love Easter. Uh, but, I, but, I, but I believe that you felt something when you stepped foot upon this property today. And, and there's something different in, in this place today. And it's the presence of God. It's the spirit of God that's working in you. If you don't know what that is, that's what it is. And you don't just have to feel something today. God wants you to think about something today as well. And I'm so thankful that we've got eyewitness accounts of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm here to proclaim to you today. In fact, Paul, who began the whole movement of starting the church after the resurrection, was preaching to a newfound group of believers long after Jesus was raised from the dead. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning in verse 3. It'll be on the screen as well. And here's what it says. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and he appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, and then to the twelve, and after that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. And what does this mean? It means as the gospel was spreading... As the story of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus was spreading out, out of Jerusalem and into the known world, it was not just spreading on those that were just a few or even just a handful, but it was spreading on the story of hundreds and hundreds of people who had seen Jesus alive. And when the church was spreading and moving, many of them were still alive. So any number of them could have critiqued the message or could have contested the message, but no, they were stepping forward to commend the message and say, it is true, I was one of those that saw Jesus Christ be resurrected. You know, this story would have never gotten off the ground, you gotta understand of that, if it were not for the eyewitnesses who could give us today a sure account of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. But before this, their eyes were closed, but now their eyes were opened to see the power in the resurrection of Jesus. One of those was Matthew. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 50, he said, when Jesus had been crucified, it says, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, and then the Bible says he gave up his spirit. We see something powerful that inside of this, you and I are not just flesh and blood. We think that's all there is to us, that we are just flesh and blood. We are physical, but we are also spiritual beings. Amen? We're spiritual. We have bodies that were given to us at birth, but we also have a spirit that was created to communicate and know the God who made us. And God invited us to Easter today, not just to talk to us about the body, but also to talk to us about our spirit that he wants to come alive in every single person in this room or online as well. When Jesus cried out, John's gospel says he cried out to telestai, translated, it is finished. Can you say those three words with me? It is finished. What was finished? Jesus had paid the price for the sin and the wrong in our lives, for all of humanity. 
for every person that's ever gone astray. He had done what we could not do for ourselves. He has satisfied a holy God so that our conscience could be clear and we could be free. That's why Easter is for everyone. That's why it's here. The price has been paid. It is finished for every single person today. In a nanosecond, when the spirit of Jesus left his body to descend into the depths of the earth where you and I should have gone, the Bible says that that moment, the curtain of the temple was actually torn in two. The earth shook, the rock split, and the tomb broke open in that moment. So good news, if you were buried near where Jesus died, because when the Son of God died, it was so cataclysmic in the spirit world that the tombs broke open. And people who believed in God, they were raised to life and they came out of their tombs on that day. Amen. Come on, that deserves praise and honor to our King. Amen. It wasn't even Easter yet. And this took place because there were such shockwaves in the spirit that came and it caused people to come to life. On resurrection day, on Easter, these people went into the city and they appeared to many, the Bible says. In verse 54, something powerful took place in that moment that Jesus had died. It says the centurion and all that were with Jesus saw the earthquake and all that happened and they were terrified and they exclaimed this, surely he was the son of God. In that moment, they came alive. In that moment, they saw Jesus. Isn't it amazing when we get turbulence in our life, what can take place? Isn't it amazing what can happen in us when things start shaking around us in our world? The things over this last year, the many things that we've seen, many things that we've been a part of, the many things that people have, are still going through even today. It's amazing when turbulence comes, what can take place. A few weeks ago, Chris and I were flying uh, over the ocean and uh, we were about two hours into our trip. And in that moment, we hit such wind shear that took place, it rocked the plane. I've never felt it like that before in my life. And I will tell you, we were shaken up. And you know, have you ever been there? In that moment when such turbulence hits a plane? And, and in that moment, people, someone, they, they gasped. Others were very quiet in that moment. You've been there. You've had any type of turbulence at all. And, uh, and what was crazy is as we're, as we're flying, we're thinking, man, what has taken place? And the pilot comes on, hey, it's going to be bumpy for quite a while here, at least for the next 30 minutes until, you know, we can get into um, territory that's a little smoother. And um, I, I think it's, it's, it's amazing because when turbulence hits our life, it makes us think. When turbulence hits our life, you can know this, that uh, turbulence, um, a little bit of that in life can uh, turn an atheist into a Christian. Hallelujah. Are you with me today? A little bit of turbulence can make people think about their eternity and where they're going to spend eternity. You know, the atheist at one moment can say, well, God's dead. Turbulence hit. Help me, Jesus. (laughs) You know, that's what can happen, right? Come on, are you with me today? A little bit of turbulence in life. I always thought about this. You ever thought about what would happen, God forbid, if you're in a plane that's going down, what you would say to people? I have. I've already got my line ready. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Just believe. 
Just believe in this moment. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen. In that moment, all you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? A little bit of turbulence can shake our faith up and do something inside of us and make us think about eternity and the problems that we're going through. And uh, I, I love that. But listen, I just read this week on CBN News that two of the most famous former atheists turned to science to disprove Christ's resurrection. What happened is they got so shocked by the evidence that they both became believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> read it. You, it's amazing. Come on, when you start studying Jesus in the, in the real life accounts, man, I will tell you, it will change your life. If you want to dig into something that will change you, dig into the resurrection story of, of Jesus. But it's in that moment Jesus died. The soldiers had been dispatched to the tomb with their lives on the line. You got to understand that. They understood. Jesus cried out in his finish and they echoed, surely this is the son of of God, Matthew chapter 27, verse 54. We've seen, they've, I'm sure they've seen lots of people crucified before, but something is different. Something is happening right now. It is true. This man, Jesus, is the Savior. He is the Son of God. He is the Son of God. Listen, they didn't wait to the invitation or until the gospel was fully preached. They just saw Jesus die and were converted right on the spot. As the blood of Jesus fell to the ground, faith rose up. Soldiers in the same people who nailed Jesus to the cross cried out, Surely this is the Son of God. Amen. The cross and its power brought the most unlikely people to life. That's what I'm saying today. You say, I'm the most unlikely person today to ever come to Jesus. So were those around Jesus in that day. The people that even hated him, some of them began to turn towards them and say, you are my savior and you are my Lord. Don't ever buy into the thought that I'll never be a follower of Jesus. I just want you to know that. My dad will never get saved. My mom will never become sober. My neighbor is never going to trust in the Lord. My classmate, they're never going to believe in God. Don't ever count anybody out ever is what I'm telling you today. Because God can save any single person. Listen, if the soldiers who killed Jesus confess, then God is still working miracles today in this house and in this place. And he can work a miracle in your life today. He can work a miracle in any person's life, no matter what you've done or where you've come from. And the account of Jesus is this. When Jesus died, people put their faith in him. And really this year, those of you that are a part of this church, you know this, that this has been our theme verse, that with God, all things are possible. And really the whole cusp around that is that people, that people, the most unlikely people will come to Christ. That's it. And we're going to believe in that miracle. And we're trusting in that. And we're believing that. It's amazing. A few weeks ago, we had a Reggie Dabbs, a speaker that was here, and throughout a whole weekend service, we had over 150 people give their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, to God be the glory. God can save anybody and the most unlikely people. Amen. He's still doing it. He's still a miracle worker. Amen. But we have to realize that you and I are more than just what we see. We are spiritual beings. And sin ultimately is going to take our bodies out. I just want you to know that. But the greater cause today is sin takes out our spirit as well if we allow it. 
The scripture says this, that the wages of sin is death. Romans 6, 23. There's a wage for sin. It's death. Both physical death at the end of our days when we will go into the grave. But the greater story today is sin's not only going to bring us physical death, it will bring us spiritual death. It cuts us off from a relationship with God. It keeps us from entering into the presence of the Almighty. And I'm going to tell you today that the remedy for that is not religion. It's resurrection that you and I need. It's brand new life is what we need. We need a brand new life. He told Nicodemus, this religious leader that came to him in John chapter 3 at night. Jesus told him, you need to be born once of water and also of the Spirit. That wind of the Spirit is blowing through this room today, and I can feel it. That is the wind of the Spirit. Make no mistake about it. It is the breeze of the Holy Spirit that's come and is ministering to you, and it's blowing through this place. There are Nicodemuses, there are soldiers and centurions in this gathering today, and your eyes are being opened, and you're going to come into new life. Jesus Christ died so that you and I could spiritually live forever. Every one of us is going to have an opportunity today to say yes to the account of the death and the burial and the resurrection. I'm going to give you that opportunity. But I have a feeling right now before this message is done that somebody is ready to say yes to Jesus right now. Somebody is ready now in this place. And if we just take this moment and just ask, hey, who wants to pray and put their faith in Jesus so that you can be forgiven of your sins? Guilt and shame can be washed away to become a child of God to become a follower of him that somebody might raise their hand today and say you know what I'm ready in fact I was ready about the second song today people don't come to faith all at one time or at the end of a sermon but people come we see in this account when Jesus died people came to faith as he was moving through the city when when Matthew heard about him he came to faith When John heard about him, when Nicodemus heard about him late at night and he came, you don't have to wait to the end of the talk today to put your faith in Jesus. You might not even make it to the end of this talk. So if you want to put your faith in God, just go ahead and do it right now. We say, how? Simple. Dear God, I want you to forgive me. And I'm sorry that I've made a mess of my life. And I'm asking you to forgive me from all my sins. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you, Lord, that you were buried and that you rose again for me. And bring me to everlasting resurrection life on the inside. I want to be a brand new person. It's easy. Jesus, just bring me out of my tomb and raise me up out of the grave and make my heart alive. Is there anybody today here online, Clearbrook? Is there there anybody today? You're saying... I know the message isn't even done yet. I'm not done yet. But is there anybody here today that says, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to declare that and I'm going to make that step of faith. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to believe, God, that you are doing something. If you're here today and you say, yes, I want a brand new life today, will you raise your hand right now? Come on, in this place. Thank you. Who else in this place? Come on. God's, thank you for that hand. Who else? Right here, I see that hand. Who else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody in the balcony today? That God is speaking to your heart. Thank you. I see that hand, young man. Thank you. I see that hand in the back. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? 
but you've done it right now and that God is coming. He's saving you from your sin. You're confessing it now and he's bringing you new life. Amen. I saw a number of hands being raised. Come on, can you give Jesus thanks? Lord, thank you for saving lives that you're not done yet and that people can come to you anytime. That's the first step. That's the first step. Salvation is the first step. Also, in this church, we have what's called growth track that can help you take the next step. That's where we hope you go to next. Every month, we provide growth track here, and that's your next step as you find out about your relationship with God, that next step in following Jesus, growing in relationship with the Father in heaven, getting to know other people in the body of Christ. I love it even on the video that uh, people, you know, as they came to this church, they found new relationships. Some of you in this room, you need to find new relationships. Your relationships are weighing you down and keeping you from God's best. Did you hear me? God wants you to find better relationships, life-giving relationships. But this class is a great track to help you find God's best, build relationships, get healthy habits, and live a successful life. You can do that on our app. You can do that uh, through our website and sign up. Now, we looked at the death and the burial of Jesus. Let's look at the account of the resurrection. Chapter 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath had dawned on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. And they knew where to go, but in verse 2, things changed. There was a violent earthquake. Well, what? There was a violent earthquake when he died. We're getting another earthquake on the day he was raised from the dead. This is not a small event, folks. This isn't a quiet celebration. No, this is crazy. The ground is shaking because God is changing history and eternity, and that doesn't happen quietly. How many of you know that? It happens shockingly. That's what it takes to change the heart of men and women. And it says, as we look at this, an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and actually sat on it. His appearance, verse 3, was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The the guards, it says, were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. You see this? Why were there guards there? Because earlier, the Jewish leader said, he said he was going to come back to life, and what if his disciples go in and steal his body? And they concoct some crazy story of the resurrection. So we need to guard this. We need to guard the tomb so that there's nothing weird happening. And so Pilate granted anywhere from four to 40 Roman soldiers to go guard the tomb. And the Roman guards are looking over the Jewish guards. And the Jewish guards are looking over the Roman guards, making sure nothing funny is going to happen. <laughs> this is hilarious. This, this is not... Not the Easter play with soldier costumes. I just want to know, you know that. I don't even know that. You grew up, some of you were in the, these are Navy SEALs. The ground is shaking and people are in disarray because God is working. The angel said, don't be afraid. That's, that's hilarious enough. Even though there's an earthquake and I look like lightning, don't be afraid. For I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Don't you love it? Jesus didn't move the stone because he didn't need to. God can split rocks on burial day and Jesus can walk through them on resurrection day because that's what our God does. Amen. He does it good. The angel didn't come to let Jesus out of the tomb. The angel came to move the stone to let you and I 
into the tomb to see that our Lord and Savior has been resurrected and he is alive forevermore. And they're saying, come and see this count of the resurrection of Jesus. Chris and I had the wonderful opportunity uh, to go to Israel a couple years ago with Kevin and his father. Some of you have been there. I have a couple pictures. The first picture, as you see, that's on there is the outside of the garden tomb where they believe that Jesus was buried. The next one is a picture inside of the tomb where Jesus' body was laid. And do any of you see a body? No, because he has been resurrected and he is alive. Amen. We're going to Israel next year as well. It's going to be a great opportunity. You're going to want to sign up. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. And uh, back at our Info Central, we have the full-color brochures. We'd love to have you with us. It will change your life. Inside the tomb, God is doing what only God can do. See, outside the tomb, right up to the very last second, everybody is coming up with a plan. They're like, we need to guard the tomb. Matter of fact, the Roman soldiers put a seal on the tomb. If you went up to it and you touched it, you're dead. You're done. Don't touch it. And on the outside of the tomb, man's trying to control the story, trying to control the narrative of what's happening here. But the, on the inside of the tomb, God is writing a brand new narrative of how life is going to be for all people who put their faith in him. The miracle is happening inside the tomb where God was raising his son from the dead. He wasn't worried about people stealing the body, but rather he was going to raise his body for a few weeks so that hundreds of people could see the scars in his hands and his feet. That God robbed hell of all sin for humanity. And as humans today, so many times what happens is we think we can just modify our lives from the outside. And we try to control the narrative, right? That's humanity. We think we can change things on the inside, but it doesn't work that way. God is saying, I want to change you from the inside out. God is saying, I don't need for you in this room to turn over a new leaf or to get a new philosophy. I I don't need for you to go find a new meditation group or, or do some good deeds or manage your addiction or dump your boyfriend. I don't need for you to make some modifications. All of that is like putting layers of paint on a rock. I want to do a miracle inside of your soul today. I want to make your spirit come alive. I want to make you a brand new person rather than you trying to modify what everybody else sees that just makes you feel good. Rather, I want to work on the inside of your heart in your life. That God wants to do a miracle on the inside of every single person here today. That only God can take our heart of stone and put in heart of flesh. That's how God works. By putting God in in flesh inside the rock God can take hearts like rock and replace them with hearts like flesh and that is called being born again spiritual birth on the inside that Easter is for everyone because everyone needs a spiritual birth that makes us come alive you and I have a beating heart inside of our body spiritually we do as well And every single person needs a heart transplant. And in a heart transplant, 
Somebody's generosity in death provides a way for someone else to live. This is what's on the table today. The death has been defeated and Jesus is alive and Jesus can take out hearts that are dead because of sin and put in brand new hearts that are alive by his spirit. The miracle was happening inside the tomb. And God is offering every single one of you today a miracle of resurrection. Every single person he's offering. We try to modify only the outside, try to radically change that, while God is doing something inside that will radically forever change us on the inside. And he's doing that. And there's a beating, living, victorious, eternal heartbeat that Jesus wants to give you today. If you put your faith and you put your trust in him today, come on, we can celebrate the fact today that he's raising those things that are dead back to life in Jesus' name inside of people in this room. I'm just going to speak it out today, amen. Hallelujah, no matter where you're at in your home today, you may feel dead today. Whatever you're going through, you can know that he can raise you to new life and he lives forever. And we can know today that we'll never die. After one of the greatest moments of salvation, he spoke to the Jewish leader, Nicodemus, in John chapter 3, verse 16 is where we get this scripture verse so simple and so profound for God so loved the world Nicodemus that he gave his only begotten son that whoever puts their faith in him would not perish but have everlasting life by the way by the way any God who forces you to earn his love is not worthy of your worship did you hear me any God who forces you to earn their love is not worthy of your worship Jesus shows us what God will do inside of us to get to us. That God is the name we use for searching him. But Jesus is the name when we talk about God searching for us. Jesus is saying, listen, you got to know this. No one else is coming for you. I hope you know this today. People are out there serving a God that's already dead. Jesus is saying, there's nobody else that's coming for you. I'm coming for you. I am the resurrection. I am the life. I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life because nobody else is coming to rescue you. I am your rescuer. I am your savior. All those other gods, they're dead. They're dead, but I'm alive forevermore. I've come after you today. They're, they're not coming after you. I've come for you today. I've come to rescue you. I've come to set you free. I've come to liberate you in this moment. And I believe that there's people here today that God wants to liberate inside of this room like you've never felt before. Some of you today, maybe you don't know him. It's your day to step into a new relationship. There's those of you in this room, you've proclaimed Jesus, but you're as dead as can be. God wants to resurrect your spirit today into new life and blow into your life the fresh wind of his spirit that's what he's come to do in this place that's what we've come to celebrate that's why we come that's why we pray that's why we believe that God is saving the lives that's my hope and that's our hope today as we talk about it so today as we pray there may be those of you that you're saying, you know what, I've come and I need a resurrection of new life. I've come today. I'm not here to play games. I've come because life and death weigh in the balance. It's for you today. This message is for you. This hope is for you. The word of God is for you. Jesus is for you today. And he wants you to accept him into your life. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this resurrection moment. 
Thank you, Lord, that you're going to resurrect the life of people that are inside of this room online and at Clearbrook today, that you are going to give us new life in your name because there is nobody else that's coming for us but you. No one. No one else can save us from our sins. Even though we try to modify the outside of our lives and we make it look to the world around us that we've got everything down and right and perfect, God, today we know that Easter is for everyone because every spirit needs to come alive. And so today in this room, as you come, maybe you've come today saying, you know what, I am dead, but I've come that I can have new life. If you're here today to accept Christ, and I'm going to pray with you, would you take this moment right now and would you say, yes, I'm coming to accept Jesus, and he's going to resurrect me in Jesus' name. Come on, can I see your hands? Come on, all across this place. Come on, lift them up. Lift them up. Lift them up. Thank you. Lift them up. Lift them up across this place. I see those hands. Lift them up. Lift them up in this place. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for every raised hand here. Simply, those of you that raised your hands, could you say this with me? God, I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me. I believe that. Jesus Christ is your son. And I want to trust him as my savior. And I want to follow you as my Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, I want us to give the Lord praise because I saw hands again. Come on. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.